Welcome to the CanadianGameDevs.com podcast, episode number 220, going live for our patrons on the real Thanksgiving, October 10th, 2022, and for everyone else, October 12th. My name is Stephen, spelled with a PH and an A, so you'd think it's Stefan. Mm, you would, but you'd be wrong. It's Stephen. Uh, joining me back from his sabbatical, uh, Steve, <laughs> spelled oh, P-H-E, right. voice say Steve. What did you think of the interview last week? For those of you who don't know, we talked to Symbiosis Games, a Toronto studio trying to recapture the magic uh, chaos theory multiplayer <laughs> mode, Spies versus Mercs, for a modern audience. It was a really cool interview. They're being funded by like some patron in California who yeah, just yeah, wants that part, a new that game. Yeah, that part was wild because like, they, right? they started making it or whatever. They're just doing it on their spare time. And, and then they're, I, they didn't go into details about it, I guess, like mm. anonymity and all that stuff. But like, just sounded like this dude was part of the Discord and just sort of like scoped them and liked what they're mm-hmm. doing it was like i'll just pay you to make it like imagine i want that money man i would fuck yeah if i had the money i'd be like everyone go make me a resident evil 2 game right yes. now <laughs> apparently he was just in the discord for like five or six months before he reached out and he's like you guys seem to be having trouble like working on this do you want to work on it full time and they're like this is too good to be true and yeah, it wasn't that, i would think that yeah so, but that uh, for, for more anecdotes like that check out that uh, interview yeah it was good I, you're asking me to remember something i listened to like a week ago though so that's fair. We're living in the now, and right now is the the Monday. Steam Next Fest has just ended. Uh, I recorded or I streamed a bunch of the demos over at Twitch.tv slash Canadian Game Dev. So we'll get into impressions on those upcoming Canadian games at the end of the show. Oh, but, I meant I meant to say you should export that and throw it onto YouTube. Oh, I should before I forget. It goes yeah. away after like a week, I think. Yeah, I'll do that. Okay. Check out the VOD on our YouTube channel. Probably by the time you're listening to it, I'll just do it tomorrow morning. <laughs> Uh, but first, before we get to that, I want to plug an upcoming job from Sand Pan- Sad Panda Game Studios. Uh, they are looking for a Unity C Sharp programmer. They're based in Kelowna, BC. Uh, they have a couple games on Steam already, including their biggest game, Crush Crush. Fair warning, or I guess hype you up. This is a very horny game studio. Like these games are sexual. Yeah. And well, so I was talking to the I don't know who the person was I was talking to, but I was talking to the mm. person. And because they're like, I was like, oh, are you, like, would you guys be the biggest like Canadian kind of 18 plus studio? And I guess the game itself, while like, you know, horny is not 18 plus because the game is actually on Switch as well. It's the DLC that is like 18 plus. So I didn't, I meant to like download on Switch and just <laughs> see what this game is and <laughs> and um, see like what their monetization is, especially on Switch because it sounds like the adult only content is on is the DLC on Steam, but mm. it is a very, uh, it's a thirsty game. If you have a minimum <laughs> two years experience with Unity or a similar game engine uh, and a computer science degree or the equivalent amount of experience, I'm, I'm, I'm sure, check that out, CanadianDevs.com slash jobs. We streamed their uh, a, a demo for their upcoming uh, anime visual novel looking game last year for Game Slice. Oh, that's right. I remember yeah, that. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You had yeah, to step yeah. away for that, but but I saw the whole beach scene. Don't I, worry. I remember, I remember, I think I started and I stepped away. And then, mm. yeah, it was, it, it was nice. <laughs> that was near the end of our like two hours playing games that we had to wrap up and edit. But all that to say... You should go work for Sand Panda. Sad. Why do I keep saying Sand Panda? I'm looking at the P A N and saying Sand. You know, mm. Sad Panda Studios. My aunt and uncle live in Kelowna, so uh, 
Oh, you should tell them to apply. Panda, yeah. Yeah, go ahead. No, my uncle's doing other stuff. Oh, okay. I think it's computer-related, though. CanadianGameDevs.com slash jobs. Uh, Of course, for upcoming events, we've got Indie Cup Canada 22, which is the first time they're doing one for Canada. They've done other geographic-specific award shows. But Steve and I will be juries. Jurors? Jurors. Jurors, yes. Uh, For the... (laughs) Um, award show thing. Uh, they're also doing a digital festival where you can go online and see a bunch of the games they've got coming up. And Sorry, then, when is this again? Okay, so the the dates are uh, the showcase starts on the 20th of October. Uh, the nominees are revealed <laughs> November 3rd, and then the winners are revealed November 17th. Okay. I got. I so, think I got to talk to you about what I. what do I have to do? Because <laughs> I didn't. Uh, we just... That's okay. I read the email. We'll chat. Okay, perfect. All right, let me go. You'll check out Indie Cup 2022, uh, as well as, of course, our lovely friends at the Hand Eye Society are putting on Super Festival 2022, October 15th to 16th. I'll be tuning in to lots of live streams, cool game developers across the country talking about their stuff. And I'm stoked and excited. Nice. Shuffle some paperwork on that. Uh, there wasn't a whole lot of news to really get into this week. I, I will say the uh, CD Projekt Red announced a whole bunch of uh, new games, and that's of note because they opened a massive studio in Vancouver. I think they staffed up to like 100 or 200. Yeah, isn't there a, didn't they announce a new trilogy of Witcher games? So, Steve, do you want to know everything they announced? <laughs> sure. I, I, yeah, I don't, I didn't, yeah, okay, tell me. So there's a. They announced a sequel to Cyberpunk, which ambitious. Uh, (laughs) I like. Yeah, that's yep. Uh, That'd be like announcing Fallout seventy seven like two years after it came out. (laughs) Uh, But uh, they're also uh, getting a slew two new Witcher games. uh, They're going to develop within uh, six years, uh, as well as a spin-off Witcher game developed by a Boston studio, Molasses in the Flood, so they're giving their IP to someone else, which is mm. interesting. Uh, and a new uh, IP. They just have a code name for, which is Project Hadar. Mm. So an entirely distinct IP created from scratch, they say. So so what's the... Did they say what the fir- what the next game is? Like, what of the... Like, is it the Cyberpunk sequel? Is it the Witcher game? Um, I th- well, the next project is Cyberpunk 2077 for uh, next gen, uh, and then they're going to do one big um, like DLC content for that. Yeah, I think there's an expansion, right? Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And then after that, they're going to Witcher, and this one's called... And again, this is just a slideshow. I am assuming it's trying to um, uh, assuade some angsty investors who may be uh, <laughs> unsure about the future of the company after that launch and got sued in multiple stock markets. Um, and then they're going to alternate, I believe, the new IP, a new Witcher, the Witcher spinoff, uh, all within like six years, which seems ambitious because it took them like eight to make Cyberpunk and it didn't even work. So, mm. Mm. But since then, since Cyberpunk has come out, there's the Vancouver studio. They announced they opened a studio in Boston as well. They're staffing up big time. So it seems like their answer to the issues Cyberpunk has is just hire hundreds and hundreds of more developers and, <laughs> then it won't happen again. Maybe. I don't know. And then a big, uh, one of the co-founders of CDPR stepped down and will no longer be leading the studio. So that seems to be part of their like, Hey, we are not going to do it again. You know? Yeah. What do you think, Steve? Uh, I mean, I've barely played any of these games. Um, Mm. I watched Heather play cyberpunk and didn't really see any issues with it. 
Uh, I played maybe four or five hours of Witcher 3 and couldn't really get into it. And it's like one of mm. those games where I have like 2% of trophies and it drives me insane. <laughs> um, um, so I'm not, I mean, it's just whatever. Like, obvi- hopefully they've learned from that, that shit. Between mm-hmm. Cyberpunk and the next game, there's going to be like 17 other games that launch in just various shit conditions. Most likely. Um, so I don't think anyone's learning from any of this stuff, but we'll see. Um, mm-hmm. And I hope the people who are excited are excited. I had a friend who was like, a, he was Polish. He was a diehard Witcher fan. Like, he fucking loved these guys. I never talked to him about Cyberpunk. I'm sure he huh. broke, broke his heart a little bit. But um, well, yeah, there is the studio in, in Vancouver, so... We'll be keeping an eye on that one for sure. There oh, is a, there is there. They did show off. They're doing the Dead Space uh, marketing blitz. So there was a de- there was some Dead Space stuff, and Gotham. Oh, yeah, I feel like every day we get a new Gotham Knights press release as well, where it's like new gameplay of Gotham Knights. Blah blah blah. I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, guys, it's it's almost not even working out anymore. So I don't care. Nah, it's still Warner Brothers Montreal. But my my attachment to that was like, I liked Osama and I wanted to play his game, but. Mm. I thought we were going to play it together. They oh, fixed totally the are. they fixed the Barbara. Uh, no, who's the which one's paralyzed? Which one? Batwoman. Batwoman. They no. fixed the, no Batgirl. It's Batgirl. Yeah. Okay. They fixed the the background for her, which I appreciate and liked. So yeah, they they were like she overcame her disability or yeah, something to exactly. And then Batgirl. they worked with yeah. And then they worked with like a like a I don't know agency isn't the right word, but like they worked with a group for mm. disability advocates, I guess, mm-hmm. to like improve to make sure you don't. Sh- you know, maybe do that before, and you won't shove your whole foot in your mouth in a in a public forum. But better late than never, of yeah. course. Yeah, exactly. So, um, so, so there is some yeah. Dead Space stuff out there. I watched a minute of it, and I was like, "This is day one," and I'm mm-hmm. not, I'm going to go on media blackout for the rest of it. Me too. Me too. So I haven't played much of the original Dead Space. So I'm super stoked, and they keep saying they were inspired by RE2 remake, I and know. I'm like a couple hours into RE3 remake right now. So I'm like, yes, I would like this button space please i i because it's on um the dead space trilogy is on game pass Ooh. or it's on uh, like ea live which is pretty right ea play which is on game pass so and the reason we're talking about that one is it's a ea motive, EA motive. hot off of squadrons was their last release right yeah and iron man is going to be the next one man i can't believe they're still making games marvel games after uh avengers like well, and they're not connected either, right? Like this Iron Man game isn't no, going to be connected oh, to the Black re- Panther game. There was a, I read something about someone actually made a statement, or like some executive or whatever made a statement about why these games aren't connected. And I meant to read it because mm. I'm interested in that. Because I'm like, that's the cool thing you have with MCU and comic books in general. Mm-hmm. But for some reason, your games, and it's like the games they have right now, they don't even really, like you don't really need to connect the Guardians of the Galaxy with Marvel's Avengers. Like you could have just said it and it would have been the exact same thing. Mm-hmm. Like I just assumed it was cause they both look the same. And then someone's like, they're not I'm like, why? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. It's not like, yeah. So whatever. Yeah. Well, so, dead space is out there if you want. Dead space is hype. That's January. And man, it's gonna that there. It's positioning itself to just be your game of the year next year because Resident Evil Two launched in Jan- remake launched in January. It's yeah, but Resident Evil launches in January. Resident Evil Four remake launches uh, in March. So, and that's like no contest or Dead Space could come up. Hmm. Um. Oh man, I don't know. 
No, Resident Evil 4. That bridge like, when we come I would it. say, I, I mean, of the originals, Resident Evil 4 is better. Than, like, I like more than Resident Evil 2. Or Re- really? Resi- okay. I like Resident Evil 4 more than Dead Space. Okay, okay. And they're, and they're similar games. Dead Space is the evolution of Resident Evil 4. Like, Resident Evil 4 started that sort of, not started, but it certainly popularized that, like, behind the shoulder, shoulder third-person shooter, thinny, horror. And then Dead Space, like, kind of took it to the extreme. Dead Space, like, as well, like, took advantage of it being on PS3 and Xbox 360 as well and just had, like, beautiful... That was the thing. I watched the trailer, and I was like... Mm. I the Same thing with Last of Us, where I'm like, I know this looks better than what I played on PS3, but this looks exactly as I remember it, and it looks, it looks great. But I'm just right. like... But, like, I'm like, I feel like I played this already. But right. I don't remember... I don't. I played Dead Space one just like once and didn't never went back to it. So I don't know it as intimately as I did like Resident Evil two and Last That's of Us and all stuff. Yeah. So I feel like I'll play and I'll be like, I don't really remember like the specifics. Like I just kind of remember the story. The story is dope too. So, mm. Good shit. excellent. I think that's it for our news. Is that it? Really? There's nothing else. I mean, I was looking. I've been on the Twitter looking at people talking to the Discord, and you're it's, not allowed it's a bit on of a Twitter. Lull. How, how'd you get on Twitter? You're not allowed on Twitter. I have access to at Canada Game Devs, which you should all follow. I'm surprised you didn't uh, get us banned. You fucking <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to get Canada Game Devs banned. That would be Was there something? Didn't I share something in news or something like that? Oh, main oh I shared the Dead Space trailer. Okay. No, yeah. There really is nothing. Wow. All right, Steve. I played a bunch of Next Fest demos. Uh, some 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 games very obviously in development, which I always appreciate. Like any any time a developer offers up what they've been working on, and it's it's in an imperfect, malleable state, is mm. from the developer's perspective, as someone who's done that, super scary and uh, <laughs> bad feeling in the tummy. You know what I mean? I got you. Uh, but I also played a couple that seemed a lot cl- more polished and closer to like a a shippable state. Uh, first up was the the abbreviation is AHOD and it's short for uh, All Hands on Deck. Uh, and, and these guys are pretty cool. They actually reached out and asked if they could take the VOD and make a couple gifts of it. So I should check if they they or videos. I should check if they did that. It's Flat Thumb Interactive in Ontario. Um, play as the captain of a pirate ship. Collect the cards of crew, weapons, and loot in this fantastical naval combat deck builder. So it's like oh. real time. It's a real-time combat game where, like, you're you're sailing a ship around, and and there's enemies you can lock onto, and your abilities come in front of you as like three cards, like you're holding a hand of three cards, mm-hmm. and so as you play, you like add uh, cards to your deck that are like different attacks. Some are like ice and fire that have different effects, obviously, uh, and then you can choose to like shuffle those cards to get new ones and like on a cooldown, and and then you can just keep those cards in front of you and use them, and then they're on a cooldown. It took me a bit to figure out, as we know, I am stupid with card games, so it really took me a while to figure out how to use the cards. But once I got that going, uh, I can see a lot of potential here. There's like a super zoomed out map too, where you're kind of like moving between uh, like points on a board, like uh, kind of like the overhead map in Inscription, like the start of Inscription, where you're like moving your piece on the board. You move between like 
on a super zoomed out ocean map, these sections, and then it like super zooms into your ship and, and then you're fighting, which, which was really cool. And I like that. And the other thing you can do is you can jump with your ship and glide and like wings come out of the side. And like, you know, at the end of, um, Sinbad, uh, the animated movie, when they just go off the edge of the earth and start flying. No, it's, it's like that. Never watched that, but, but okay. I get it's like that. And it's, it's hype. Um, yeah, it, it was, it was cool. It's coming out 2023. Um, they have a pretty active D- Discord, looking for a lot of you know feedback from people who played the Next Fest demo. The, um, the Steam page is, is fire, man! Like it's good. Mm-hmm. Oh, got nailed the, the banners. Yeah. got the gifts. Yep. the The crews got a lot of personality. You can get like, um, oh, my one guy was like a skull uh, or like a skeleton, classic like a uh, reanimated skeleton, uh, matey. Uh, they have yeah, a it, Kickstarter. You character. can you can notify. When it launches, so I just did that. Ooh, they're doing we, a Kickstarter. Do we, do we have a sound for that? I don't have a sound for that. Notify I did it too. So okay, I'll add a sound for that. Play it twice. Um, ding, ding. Yeah, this looks really dope. Actually, I. <laughs> it's funny. Like, are we just are we going to get deck building versions of like this is like Assassin's Creed boat battle in and so with it's deck just, with deck. So yeah. it's like and then um what was the other uh, Peglin? You know, is is like yes. A, uh, roguelike roguelike uh, deck builder peggle peggle type of thing so it's just like are we just going to get deck building games of like <laughs> different genres because i'm down with that they, they seem to be hot cool. yeah thank thank uh slay the spire, slay the spire. I guess. yeah exactly yeah this um, looks really so that cool, was though. fun yeah yeah uh i also checked out astral flux from our friend snug sound <laughs> out here in nova scotia in dartmouth just across the harbor from me uh uh, if you remember, Snug Sound did most recently Toxicant, that like first person PS1 mine rogue light, mm-hmm. where you're sort of like going through a toxic mine, trying to get deeper and unravel the mysteries. Um, this one is a pixel platformer rogue like, or is it T or I? Hold on. They don't have either of those. Is in it tagged? A tagged. So. Oh. Did I get that wrong? Isn't it a rogue? Uh, they have rogue light in the description okay. of the game. Light with a T, so stuff does carry over. Uh, the demo was like essentially one planet you land on. The the game starts your your ship's not doing so hot. You have to land on planets to get pieces to keep going. Um, you have a partner who's like uh, um, always just like he gets you beat the boss and he gets to the room. And he's like, oh, you did already, or like you find him and he's like, oh, I messed up. You go on without me, like that kind of thing. Um, the combat was. Uh, I don't know there. I, I wanted more feedback for, and, and I submitted uh, this feedback. I wanted more like visual feedback when I took damage, there was just a sound effect. So I kept, I would look up and I didn't have any hearts anymore. I was like, Oh, I took a bunch of damage and didn't realize, mm. but that's why we do demos and play tests. Of course, the, the art's gorgeous. So if you yeah, look at the is. trailer on the steam page, go to like 43, the um, respawning animation is it implies some weird things like it feels like a sci-fi game up until I died. And then there's like these 10 foot tall clothed or robed like deer head guys who yeah. all turn around and then look at me as I respawn. I'm like, Oh, there's something else going on here. There seems to be like a, a magical almost uh, presence. It's giving the me- pixel arts gorgeous <clears throat> too. the shadows. Uh, and I was talking to Eric beer in the chat about this when, when like a bird flies uh, like out of a shadow into the light, like the light looks really good on the pixel art. It's giving me like 2d pixel art version of returnal vibes. Like, mm. 
just like space. It's it's like a pl- different planets, I guess, right? Like different. Like I'm seeing different kind of worlds, I guess. And mm-hmm. all these weird alien stuff, but it looks it looks dope. I the one mm-hmm. thing, like how did it, um, how like kind of precise did the jumping? Do you think it had to be like the platforming? It was it, good. It was it was one of those like the longer you hold it, the higher you jump, and there's like a max jump, and you yeah. you do a lot of like jumping up a wall to like get height. Um, and yeah, it's a lot of like, some of it was kind of bullet hell-y cause there's stuff that drops down and then there's guys who like send stuff at you. So a lot of it was like getting into a, a corner and shooting like you, a lot of times you're like holding onto a wall and shooting the other way. You know what I mean? Yeah. True. Um, the boss, the boss fight at the end of the demo was, was pretty good too. It only took me like two or three tries and it felt pretty good to beat. It's like this <clears> little worm guy who's rolling around. Um, oh, is it? Like yeah, an- that's coming out at the end of the month too. Like, uh, it's two weeks, October twenty eighth. Oh yeah, they're dropping cool. that, and the demo is just like permanently up now on the page, so everyone can check that out. Steam is learning about this game in terms of Steam Deck, so mm, stay tuned. That uh, cool. This looks dope. It's not mm. on my wish list, so I'm gonna fix that. Right it now. don't. We'll save that. We'll save that one oh, okay. next week. Next week. Yeah, we, we got two weeks. I'm gonna keep that one. Right, but fine. you, dear listener, can add it if you want. Steve just can't. Uh, also from Game Slice last year, Steve, do you remember Explory Story? I did. From, I actually uh, watched this part of your thing, too. This uh, <laughs> is from Bluepin Studio. Shout out to Victor in our Discord. Did Sounds I, get that? From, uh, I think so. I think you're right. They're very active and a lot of fun. We, we've played some Rocket League, actually, so they're cool. Are they good? But um, I don't remember. Hmm. So it must not have been better than me, or I would have remembered. Oh. Uh, <laughs> this one, it, it, the the demo we played has has or, uh, at Game Slice was was pretty bare bones. Like it was white paper with text on it, and yeah. the, you walk over letters, and those letters kind of like it reminded me of, of the Geronimo Stilton books, where like instead of a word, they would just put a symbol. Um, but like the word is still letters; it's just colorful. And when you walk over it, something happens. Like if you walk over cold or icy your character freezes in place or if you walk over the word monochrome the whole game goes black and white that kind of thing and there's like very minimal uh like puzzles in the demo like uh you have to craft words to like fill in blank spaces i guess i should describe the visuals of it you're kind of just like walking on pages of a book uh with like uh accoutrement around the side like trees and bushes and stuff um and it, I was uh, making the Simpsons movie meme. Uh, I was elected to lead, not to read, because it is a lot of reading. And like the the prose was really nice. Like it's a it's a well written little short story in the demo, but it didn't stream very well. So I was trying to uh, you know get through that. Um, but yeah, this is is gonna be interesting to see how many stories I think make it into the final one. Because from the trailer, there's like a desert world, a, a wooded world. And it kind of opened. Do you remember how Hotline Miami opened, where there's just like the three heads talking to you, and there's like some meta thing going on that that they're getting you oh, to do? Kind of, yeah. This the demo opened. There's like these three spirits in the sky, two of them talking back and forth, and one of them talking in like gibberish that they understand but you don't. Which just I f- just jumped back to Hotline Miami in my mind, but mm. there seems to be some sort of meta spirit narrative going on too. Nice. It looks mm-hmm. cool. Also, look how much they've done on the Steam page since we were here last, Steve. They got all the stuff we want. I was going to say, uh, like, the different gifts where it's like play with, like play with a friend. Like, I'd be interested in the, the two player stuff too. Like how mm. that works because there is there does seem to be like some bullet hell type of stuff, especially like near the end of the trailer. You see like fire kind of shooting around and you're dodging it. Um, hmm. So I'd be interested. It, to see how they that. say online co op, so we could play together. 
Ooh, we could. And it won first place at the Ludum Dare 48 Innovation category. Steam so shout is, out to them. Steam is learning about this game for Steam Deck. So. Potentially. Yeah. Cool. That was a lot of fun. Uh, I also played, and I kept pronouncing this Psychorama, but it's not. It's Psychroma. Uh, yeah, it's from no, Rocket. Oh, there's no O. Like, there's no... I, yeah, I just I see Psycho, I see P S Y C H, and my my brain's just like, oh, it's Psycho. That's but right. no, Psychroma from Rocket Adrift, who uh, most recently did Raptor Boyfriend Simulator, which uh, came out uh, was that last year? Mm, yeah, so. July twenty twenty one. It's a narrative side scroller, um, kind of reminded me of Backbone, my most recent narrative side scroller I played. Uh, but the the premise is you're in this sort of very cyberpunk dystopic future where you wake up in this house uh and the house uh won't let you leave and it becomes very clear very quickly that like you have a history in this house that your character can't remember but all the other characters in the house are like referring to you and things that have happened but you have no memory of and it's like it's a super kind of gross uh a lot of body horror stuff like at one point you come up to like a a kitchen sink with a a food grinder thing and there's like a eyeball off to the side you have to use to connect some wires and and yeah there's a lot of gross stuff like that going on and the when you when you interact with something it like zooms into like a, a different art style that's much more realistic than the side art style i was going to say it seemed there yeah okay i was wondering about that because there seems to be some different style differences in like a tv sort of like thing where it's like going scrambly and stuff is that or is yeah that like yeah yeah when when you zoom in to when like when you interact with something in the room, it, it like takes you to a different screen that's a different art style, and you do whatever you want to do there. Yeah. Uh, and then there's like terminals throughout, kind of like Fallout. You can go to and like uh, read um, tapes you pick up. Um, it, it, I feel like it's doing a lot with like. Um, it, it feels like it's kind of trying to do some analogies for like gender and stuff because your character has a partner who transitions. I, th- I think I pieced together from my conversation with them and you're, you're kind of talking to them in different places in time before their name changes, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. So yeah, a lot of, I'm very intrigued. Like I really want to play more just from the, de- the demo ends. Like you do the simple puzzles to unlock the door to, to get to the next cutscene to close out. But yeah, it was enough to like get me, interested in wanting to play more so and all this demo is still up too so q3 2023 cool no gifts in the steam page they got time though no it's not true oh there's one there's oh there's two two good job there's three three characters at the bottom oh yeah i remember uh the one character i was like oh it's professor x from uh doctor or doctor strange or multiverse of madness because they have like the floaty chair oh yeah that's right Yeah, yeah yeah so that was good and uh yeah, the last game I played was, of course, the demo for Spectre, the Symbiosis Games Studio in Toronto's spiritual successor to Chaos Theory. Uh, the online was working, and I was getting into matches, like, no problem. I played uh, one match as the Spies, one match as the Mercs. Uh, didn't win as the Spies, but we won as the Mercs. Um, it's dark, and I don't know if I just did the color adjustment wrong, but, like, when you're the Spy and you're not in any direct light like it's pretty pitch black um which was the only issue like i had a lot of trouble figuring out what was going on visually um but when i spotted a spy as the merc and you chase him down and get that kill that feels pretty good yeah Mm -hmm. oh man this just makes me like this just makes me happy that it it even exists Mm -hmm. because 
Ubisoft's working on a Splinter Cell. I'm sure we'll see it in like five, six years, or whatever. But I just don't, I just don't trust Ubisoft to do <laughs> Chaos Theory any justice or Splinter or Sam Fisher any right. justice. So the fact that someone that they're doing this just like makes me happy. So um, this is good shit. Good. Uh, that I think that demo is still up too, and there again have a very active Discord of people playing all the time. So if I don't you wanna, see oh, it on the. Oh, no, uh, no, I see download demo. Actually. Oh right, it's on the side. They put yeah. it in two different places. It's yeah, so I weird. know. I was just wondering that because yeah, as someone who doesn't go to hmm. Steam that often, they're also Steam Deck is also learning about this game. Hmm. Oh, they said uh, they got it working on Steam Deck uh, in, internally. They just haven't updated the page yet. Oh, oh, they update the page. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's interesting. It makes it seem like Steam updates it. No, so like they, what they have to do is just add the controller support for the menus. That's all that's missing to make it a green check mark instead of yellow, and nice. then they're gonna go live. I think. Cool. Yeah, so that's Spectre. Check it out. Join their Discord is probably how you get into those play tests because there's oh right there's the demo on the store. Yeah. Nice. Mm. Yeah. So that was Next Fest. I love it. I'm so thankful to all the developers putting up uh, little little sneak peeks into what's coming next. Yeah. Cool. Steve, talk to me. Be talk. Blah, blah, blah. Talk to me about <laughs> Splatoon three. Uh, actually, I just realized that I haven't really played too much of it since I picked it up like that first weekend or whatever. But as someone who dabbled in Splatoon one and two, uh, it feels and looks just like Splatoon one and two. Mm-hmm. Um, I forgot that they do that stupid thing where they only have like two maps at a time. And it mm-hmm. takes like an hour or two to like roll out. So like after like three or four matches, I'm just like, I don't want to play the same <laughs> map again. And then I do the like the PVE thing and that's only one map. Um, hmm. The clan one? <laughs> yeah. I'm like, oh, guys, like, why are you doing this? Like, I remember remember Spl- Splatoon 2 had the mode where you couldn't play like every other day. Like it, they locked it out. <laughs> I don't. Oh yeah, like I think it was the PVE mode. Like it was basically locked uh, every other day. You couldn't play it. Um, huh. And why? <laughs> just Nintendo doing weird <laughs> shit. And I remember asking Cronus on our Discord, who's a big Nintendo guy. I was like, that it would be unacceptable for my life right now because there's no mm. way I would be able to do that because like I can't, like I don't have the option for that. And he's like, they got rid of that. And then what I forgot okay. to ask him about was the map rotation stuff. Um, and that's still in that's still in the single player though was pretty pretty dope like cool little story and stuff like that so I dig it it just like for me personally it suffers from the same shit which is it's on switch does on trophies blah 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 mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, but it is it's a lot it's fun like I like it it's good, um, good. but yeah it, it all those all three of those games are kind of just like the same to me and I, it's also just like, shoot. Also, I'm terrible at them. Like I've never really managed to be good. <laughs> and now, have you tried the roller? The roller is <laughs> the brain dummy dead weapon. Or no, I think I just I think I unlocked it and tried it, and I'm just whatever. It's because like I think what happened with Splatoon three is like it's new, but it's pretty similar. So all the everyone is new, but there's still like people in there who are just better because they've just been playing Splatoon two for however long. Yeah, because so, they're twelve. Yeah, so they're so I'm grouping up with all these people because we're all new players, but some are just inherently a lot better. Mm. So I was getting smoked. Damn. And so there's only so much time you can continue to get your ass handed to you by twelve year olds on like the same two maps. You know, so <laughs> before just, you're done. 
And before I'm just like, all right, I'm just going to go. The the switch is a frisbee now. If I'm wanting, if I'm wanting to get my ass handed to me, I might as well get trophies for it. So I'll, I'll play exactly. Multiverse. Multi Speaking so. of getting trophies, how far are you in Quebec, Montreal's? Wait, no, well, that's a dumb way to say that. Gearbox Quebec's <laughs> Tiny Tina's Wonderland. Uh, I beat it last or two nights ago, last night. And um, it's way better than three. Whoa. Okay. So th the premise of this one is like a D and D campaign. And mm -hmm. it's continuing the end of that Borderlands 2 DLC, right? Where like uh, Tiny Tina has like a little D&D &D sesh. Yeah, the, the characters in the game, it sounds like the, they're playing Crashed or whatever. And they're just kind of floating in space. So they play D&D &D instead. So there's a lot of like cool stuff. And the writing's actually like way better than 3. Like there was times, mm. multiple times in 3 where I was just like, oh my God, like you guys <laughs> stop this. And there's some, there was definitely some funny moments and some laugh out loud moments and stuff like that. And, um, they have, uh, Brooklyn nine, nine guy. I forget his, I'm blanking on his name right now as one of the uh, characters. Add Andy Sandberg. Andy Sandberg. Thank you. Um, nice. As one of the characters. And then Will Arnett as like the main bad guy. Ooh, um, Bojack. And the story, uh, yeah, like the story is, is cool. It's typical D and D stuff. I feel like some, like, the story is really good and it kind of goes back to the characters and they talk a lot. And then some of the like bigger side quests, they, the characters are kind of talking to each other as they're talking about the game. And then there'll just be moments where, where like they're describing this enemy and then tiny Tina, who's the DM is just like, uh, I can't think of it. And then like the key to the door is just like off to the side a little bit. Cause she can't actually like think of like, <laughs> thing off the top of her head. So there's some That's side funny. quests and some quests that are like really, uh, like clever like that. And then there's some mm -hmm. quests where I'm like, I feel like this was just like Borderlands 3 content that they just threw into this one because there's nothing like that. Like it's just the typical like go to the spot, kill a dude and then and bounce. Mm -hmm. um, so there's so there's a little hit and miss. The best part of this one though is Borderlands 3 was super annoying because they wanted you to fucking drive everywhere and the driving in those games is terrible. And so there's <laughs> just big open worlds. And so this one has like a board like open world thing where you just kind of travel and stuff. And then all the levels are like a lot smaller and there's no vehicles and stuff in it. So it got oh, rid okay. of that vehicle stuff, which is great. Um, mm -hmm. So I'm in like the quote unquote end game right now. It looks to be this sort of like kind of roguelike type of thing where you pick like you, you do, you clear out an area and then it gives you like a negative um, <clears throat> perk or something for like the next area and you kind of just like move up the ranks and stuff. So I okay. haven't played too much uh, like that mode. I haven't played too much since i just beat it but mm -hmm. it is still like at the core it's borderlands like straight up mm. um but the setting and and like kind of like the story is like way better than three for sure good because i played an hour of three and i was like uh no <laughs> yeah like there it still has childish stuff in it but it's just like right. it's just delivered better like three had that character that was basically making fun of like nerds and stuff it yeah, was like a streamer, boss. right? Yeah. And I'm like, this is this is so brutal to sit through. <laughs> and like the biggest pain of the ass that I always find with Borderlands is like when characters just fucking don't stop talking and you <laughs> have to wait for them to stop talking in order to get the next like checkpoint or whatever. Right. I feel like that's toned down quite a bit. Like I feel like I wasn't waiting around for characters to finish as much as I have been in three, especially. So maybe um, they learned lessons from three uh, is they, that possible uh it's very possible i don't know if that was shared criticism of three though like 
Right. Three was big. I heard no, I heard a lot of people complain about the the writing and and the jokes. That was a pretty yeah, fair. widespread critique, I think. <clears throat> and I think like people on the subreddit are kind of complaining cuz this game isn't like as live servicey as 3 is. Like they've kind of right. they're kind of just done with it now. The DLC apparently was really lackluster, like really short and not much to it. Um hmm. I got this all like bundled on sale or whatever like the gold i got the gold edition basically for the full price like for a normal full price game so right i don't really like that doesn't really affect me and i don't have time for a a new live service anyway so i don't really care about that Mm -hmm. um if they're just kind of done with the game it's sort of like how i feel about outriders where i was like i dug outriders because it didn't have like all that stupid live service shit um Mm -hmm. But it's uh, it's really good, and it has a, a trial thingy. And oh, the other thing too, the best thing that Borderlands Three did is like, if you're max level and you're playing with like a level two character, that's totally fine. Like it, huh. it ma- it like it does some sort of magic where the level two characters fighting level two monsters and and stuff like that and gain XP proportional, and I'm fighting level forty people proportional to that. Like that magic huh. is still there because my friends and I are just like on different places um but that can't be easy like that's probably that probably took a while to get working oh yeah uh, yeah because like that was always the worst part because you're just like okay how far oh you're like seven levels ahead like one person you either go to one game and the one person can't play at all because they would just get smoked or the other person goes the other game and just like is just basically a god to all the monsters right but they with three they fix that and it kind of carries on in this one so it's like fun like we had a person play with us who was like end game level 40 like max had all oranges and all that stuff and he's just like playing with us and it was like it wasn't broken or anything like that we still had tough matches and stuff so it's good huh good shit good job sebastian it's true i i yeah i think it was sebastian <laughs> through and through like i basically he made the whole game him him and his partner because her par- shout out to bird pun on twitter because uh they're, they both work there right yeah yeah, so they did last time I checked in. I, I shouldn't say for sure. Yeah, so I, sure. I assume it was the two of them that basically just mm. did all that. Good work, team. Nice job. And you you tried to play Overwatch one point two. Sorry, I mean Overwatch two. How did that go? One point one. I uh, <laughs> the two two matches I, or two nights in a row I couldn't get in. Damn. Third match or third night they um, had it. Uh, they took it down for maintenance from like 5 p.m. to midnight or something like that. <laughs> so exactly when Steve plays games. Exactly. So I couldn't play. I even tried playing at like 7 a.m. The second day I tried playing at like 7 in the morning Eastern time. And I still like couldn't get in. And it would, it would fucking it would troll me because it would be like start at 99 um, Q, go all the way down and then jump up to like 50,000. <laughs> it's just like, <laughs> oh, man, dicks. Dude, it trolled two of my friends because if you didn't have two-factor authentication on your account with the mobile number, you you launch the game, you wait to get in, and then as soon as you get in, it's like to play Overwatch 2, you have to add two-factor. So they both did. And then it kicks you back to the end of the queue after you add oh. two-factor. <laughs> so it happened to two of my friends independently. I was like, oh. And they were like, he was like, I literally put my controller down for like three hours the first time, came back, that happened, and then I just quit. And I'm like, I'm not going to play for a couple more days. I'm like, that's fair. That yeah. would put me off the game too. there's so many things about it that are wrong like because of the two-factor authentication thing you it requires you to have a phone plan to set it up i saw that in the states too because i guess like i guess i don't know outside 
U.S. it's not as com- or it's less common mm-hmm. or whatever. But so if you bought Overwatch at any point since 2016 and didn't have two factor set up and been playing the game, spending money, getting skins, that not only did they take away Overwatch One, you can't play that anymore. It's now Overwatch Two. If you don't have a phone with a plan, you can't play the video game anymore. You know, like it's just yeah. stuff like that. There's just a loads of those straws breaking the camel's back. Yeah, and I think I saw too that like even some of the prices for uh, like Overwatch One stuff went up. So it's like inflation hmm. on that shit too. It's That's like, funny. And I guess like there's also complaints about like there's like because I go on Reddit a lot. So like when I'm on like Fallout seventy six Reddit or subreddit or Battlefield twenty forty two subreddit and stuff like that, the like the complaint there's like a few complaints, but it's just loud. Mm. Overwatch 2 has different complaints fucking all like all the time like people complaining about the queue people complaining about 5 versus 5 people complaining about like tanks and being DPS people complaining mm-hmm. about the store people complaining about how like the weekly challenges people complaining about the battle pass how there's no levels how there's no fire blah 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 like there's so much stuff like like you, they oh man they fucked up so bad like Overwatch was they burnt a lot of goodwill yeah yeah they <laughs> I don't. I don't know. Like, I, No Man's Sky came back. You know what I mean? Like, I don't it's know true. how. I don't know how. What they will have to do? Like, they would basically have to change their monetization plan first and foremost, and then mm. I don't know. Like, Halo isn't Halo Infinite launched really well, and then I think the cracks started to show, and like you don't really hear like people aren't really talking about Halo Infinite, and like is the same no. thing going to happen with Overwatch where people just kind of. I don't know what the next big shooter is, like Call of Duty, obviously, but I don't know what the next big kind of like hero shooter is. Mm-hmm. But whoever it is, they're probably crunching hard right now. <laughs> they're just <laughs> like, we got to get this game out. Yeah. Just, I like, mean, Apex us. is still going strong. That's a hero shooter. That's true. I just mean like... And Canadian, I, more importantly. Vancouver is fun. I didn't even get to play the Toronto map either on Overwatch 2. So. Okay. You know what the biggest insult of that map is? is if you The, the one side... Oh, no, they changed that actually. So when they announced the Toronto map, there was a Tim Hortons parody called Tim Ford Sons, which was a reference to Robin Doug Ford. Uh, and then I guess everyone reminded them that the entire province and city of Toronto hates both those people. And so like, yeah. oh, they changed it to Tom Bean Sons or something. But the biggest insult is if you spawn on the, the one side, it opens to like this beautiful subway map of Toronto that it's called, it's, you're at the new Queen Street sta- station. And it's like, there's like, 30 lines going like north <laughs> south east west like it looks beautiful and then you look at the actual toronto subway map and there's like three lines yeah, like, like have you ever seen that meme where it's like los angeles or no it's like a new york city paris yeah. tokyo and there's like these beautiful maps of all these lines it's like toronto and there's like two lines crossing each other and it's like yeah ah, yes oh, world dude, class city in um uh what was the show uh, or what was the movie what was the fuck what's the dc movie with the sh- the lightning bolt guy or whatever black adam no, no, no. The, the hero the one, though. Um, the Flash? Shazam, Shazam. Shazam. Shazam was filmed in Toronto, and they filmed actually, like, in the TTC, but there's, like, a shot where, I don't forget where the movie actually takes place, but, like, they're in the Toronto, and you can see the map is the Toronto map, but with, like, way <laughs> more lines on it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, Toronto Public Transit is a joke, and, like, making it the focus of the Toronto map, like, there's, like, these beautiful futuristic, like, red TTC streetcars that are, like, floating, and everything's pretty, because it's Overwatch. There's, like, the, the Star Trek, the utopic future kind of thing, mm-hmm. uh, but... 
it's it's just that as someone who has tried to navigate toronto as a pedestrian it's a joke and yeah it's it's a mess and it's just there's one line uh if you're playing as sojourn the new character who i think is canadian uh and I forget who she's talking to, but it's like, oh, have you checked out so-and-so? They just opened up shop in Toronto. And she's like, ugh, I'd rather milk cattle in Alberta than go there. And I was like, oh, my God. <laughs> yeah, yeah. She, like, distinctly shits on uh, – I don't know whether it's, like, she doesn't like that character or it's about Toronto. It actually might be about the character now that I think about it. But it was very funny to me that there was, like, a, ugh, I would rather go to Alberta some, than Toronto. Al- some- <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Oh, my God. Yeah. Yeah, uh, and my biggest issue is I've been playing Overwatch every night like the past week, and, and my biggest issue is it was still the over because it was the same executable. It's not a new game. So on Twitch, it showed as Overwatch One. In Discord, it showed as Overwatch One. The icon was still Overwatch One. Like it was so sloppy. This was a half a billion dollar ten year project. Yeah, you know it what? It doesn't show. In in turn. Certainly conspiratorial. I don't mm. believe the DDoS stuff. I like mm. maybe, but I think this is just happens every single launch. Like, I just think they fucked up, and now that's sort of like the like, oh yeah, we're gonna DDoS attack. I don't know if there's a way to <laughs> prove like that they did get attacked or whatever, or if anyone claimed responsibility or any of that stuff. But mm-hmm. like, come on, I I don't know. I was when that was happening, I was like, yeah, obviously. <laughs> The, the important thing I want everyone at home to remember is the the same uh, PR email out that is sending out like, oh, yeah, we got DDoS was the same email that sent out after an internal review of Blizzard. We didn't find any wrongdoing in terms of all these sexual assault allegations. So, you know, fool me once. Shame on me. Yeah, I I got an email from PlayStation. It was like jump in, like every hero unite or whatever the tagline is like play Overwatch 2. And I'm like, bro, I've been trying to play this game for three mm-hmm. days now. Like, fuck off. Like, ah, uh. yeah. Yep. Whatever. I want to end on our what we've been playing. Oh, no, no. Tell me about Game of the Year 2K 2022. Paw Patrol colon Grand Prix. It's, uh, it's a baby game for babies. It's uh, I saw a cute picture of you and Sophia playing. Yeah, Sophia really likes it. They have the baby mode where it basically just goes forward for you and then you get like the power-ups and you can just press square and circle. and Like Sophia's- a Mario Kart. Yeah, exactly. Like it, it drives for you, and actually, Sophia wins race. Like lately, now the better challenge is to have her in first place, let her drive through, and then I'm in second place, trying to knock out the other characters to knock. <laughs> That's <laughs> the like bodyguard. the bigger challenge. Um, That's but, fun, but it's a it's a it's a baby Mario Kart, and it's cute, and she loves it. And good. I don't think it's actually a short, easy platinum. Like I think you got to dump some like ten, twelve oh, hours no. into it because. Um, you can do the adventure mode, quote unquote, race, which is mm-hmm. just like the Grand Prix part of it. Yeah. Uh, and I think you got to do with every character and it's like 15 races and there's like 10 or 12 characters. Wow. So it's Yeesh. a lot of racing. So I don't know if I'm actually going to platinum it because I feel like I'm going to fucking get bored. <laughs> before Are you going to get bored of it before Sophia does? Or? Maybe. The other thing is it has a trophy where I need uh, four player split screen. So I need, I need right. two other controllers. So whenever their pro controller comes out, um, or when I come back in April, we'll uh, well, a friend, some a friend's actually coming up in November, so I've asked him. Oh, perfect <laughs> to to do it. So we'll see. But excellent. Uh, it's I mean, for Sophia, it's like a perfect video game. Like these games are actually like very well made for like a three year old. Like the first Paw Patrol is just a two D platformer, very simple, very easy for her to figure it out. 
<clears throat> and this one is just like it's a racing game and now she wants to drive our car and it's kind of actually been a pain in the ass <laughs> <laughs> that's funny um but it's good it's a cute game of the year good uh ending on a canadian game i finished backbone we talked about it two episodes ago and i'm like oh yeah i should go back and finish that and then i did and uh yeah i totally get all the um people who said the ending was rather abrupt and felt a little rushed but i really liked it and i really like short games and we were joking like all the people complaining like oh the game was so short they'd ended i'm like oh makes me kind of want to go back to yeah. it, hearing all of that <laughs> and it turned out like that was exactly what i needed to do the the ending is weird and i totally get why the next game they announced is a prequel because they really leave it in a place where i was like ah yep dust our hands here you know what i mean really yeah and it was good. I liked the ending a lot. Like it, it's kind of fucked up, and it gets a little sci-fi-y actually, which was cool. And uh, yeah, I big two thumbs up for Backbone from uh, me. And I'm definitely gonna check out the prequel they come up with. Nice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, and then I, rather, did you did you plat Guacamole too? Okay. No, I'm so okay. I was talking to the the symbiosis guys. But I finally got past Waypack. It took me four hours, Steve. Like. <laughs> Are you I playing don't on hard under, or are you playing? Yeah, normal? I'm, I'm playing on hard and I, I must've just like not collected enough health or stamina. And then once you get into the room, it saves and you can't get out. Mm. But like, Holy shit. It was so hard. I'm like, did I just get horrible at games or did I make a weird situation where this is harder than it should be? And you, it might be have probably a bit of both. Normal? Could you have dropped down? Uh, no, cause I need to get the trophy. That's why we're doing it. I know, but oh, I had, right. Like, could I have done that? I played I it twice because I did my yeah I did my 100 playthrough in, in normal and then I replayed mm, it. yeah me too. I should have done it on hard though because I if that's how much it took me to beat Waypack the the final boss is gonna be wow but uh, yeah it's good it's good I got I pl- I uh, finished the I 100 of the first DLC pack for trophies and that was a lot of fun those characters those characters are great like it's Guacamelee what's what else is there to say yeah nice yeah. All right. Steve's going to go watch some Monday Night Football, and I am going to edit this podcast and put it up for our beautiful patrons who you can join on patreon.com slash Canadian Game Devs. Get early access to the podcast, um, Discord perks, discount codes for Canadian gaming events. Oh, my God. I forgot to thank everyone at the end of last episode. I'm sorry, everyone. I'll, I'll patch that into that. We'll, we'll do a episode 219.1. Uh, but... At the $5 credited patron tier or higher, we would like to personally thank you at the end of every episode. So thank you so much, Aaron McLeod, David Nagy, Dugsy, Eleanor, Elizabeth Avery, Jean Leggett, Kai Hutchins, Meow the Leon, Nicholas A. Zorko, and patrons. I am waiting to hear back from Patreon about why the RSS feed is not updating. As soon as I hear back, I'll, I'll at you in the Discord. Um, thank you for bearing with us. Uh, for some reason, it is not updating plat- past 2.11, although you can still sign in and listen to the episode if you want. And they're still going out Wednesdays, but we want to get you that juicy RSS feed. No, RSS feed. Steve, you bet me in June of this year, the Blue Jays will make the World Series, which changed to they'll make the playoffs on August 1st. And then they made it and then lost the first round. I don't understand baseball playoffs. Uh, yeah, so the first round is a best of three series. They <coughs> secured home field advantage. They lost games one and two. They lost one by getting like they got shut out, and then mm. they lost two with a historic collapse because it's Toronto sports. Mm-hmm. And now it's Raptors time, baby. So 
Raptors time. It was funny. I saw the only highlight I saw from that second game is there's like two outfielders trying to get a ball and they like run into each other. Yeah, at full they got speed. smoked. Like, yeah, and one of them had to be, is uh, he got injured. I, I don't know. know what happened afterwards. I think he went to concussion protocols and stuff. So, I've been on an actual size baseball field and with only four of you out there, it must be really hard, especially given how much you play this game and how much you get paid to do that. That that seemed weird to me. Or does that happen often? I don't know. Collisions? No. Yeah. Usually the rule of thumb is the center fielder controls the outfield. So mm. if he's calling for the ball, you um, you concede to that. Like you listen to him. He's the like quote unquote leader of the outfield. So a lot of people are chirping Bo Bichette, who's the second baseman or shortstop, I forget, or I can't remember, and um, shortstop, I think. And as like, because he was probably getting called off and he typically those plays are a lot harder because you're like running backwards, looking up, whereas the mm-hmm. center fielder is coming running straight and looking, looking up, up. Yeah. Look, looking the same direction he's running. Right. Um, and the collision was, yeah, it was, it was brutal. Uh, that Man. being said, it's not really his fault because they were up 8-1 and you're not going to lose uh, you're not going to lose just because a dropped ball like that. You should have should have won regardless. You have to but, mess up a lot more to lose an eight one lead, and they did. So yeah, classic. Um, so it is. Uh, it is what it is. It kind of yeah. It's it uh, it sucked quite a bit. Well, but cutting rappers, and pasting that bet into the pass bet column. <laughs> so I'll make uh, I'll make a wrap. Uh, no, let's wait for the end of the preseason before I make a wrap. Gotcha. Yeah, you're you're 0 for one on Toronto predictions this year. So, mm. what are some of the other um, ones? I'm afraid to open up anything, so I don't want to ask you to close. So, what else? That's okay. Oh, we have uh, the two falls bet. We neither of us will check if it's third person until it comes out. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm not even going to go to the scene page until. <laughs> no, we bet uh, the Gotham Knights PS5 Metacritic, and we're doing prices right rules for that. So I picked 87, you picked 75. Mm. Um, that should be those reviews should be coming out soon. That game comes out this this month, doesn't it? Yeah, end of the month, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, okay, interesting. And then uh, we, we saw the Fay Farm file size on the Switch shop, and I'm like, there's no way they know how big the game is yet. And then you were like, yeah, there's no way it goes up. And I'm like, you know what? I'm changing my mind. I think it's going to stay the same. So we made a bet on that one. Did you write what it is? Oh, it was two gigabytes. Okay, cool. Right. I just remembered, but I'll write it down too. Write it down. So I feel like yeah. gotta... oh, cool. All right. Yeah. Oh, oh Steven, I wanted to ask you, is that, uh, was that Tom Brady tackle legal? Um, because it looked—I don't know anything about NFL, but I was like, that just looked like a tackle. Yeah, I, I love conspiracy theories against Tom Brady, so it looked pretty legit. Like, yeah, it—it looked—it looked legit. The thing is, it's Tom Brady, and the dude's seventy-five years old, so they're—they're mm. they're definitely making a lot of things. It's funny they're making a lot of moves to protect quarterbacks, and then they just fucking send out the Miami Dolphins person to just get another CTE. In the middle of the game, I don't know if you followed that story. Yeah, I followed that. <sighs> that was awful. Awful. I mean, everyone saw what happened. Like millions of people watched them clearly get concussed. Yeah, and he then sent back into play. Walk. I was so upset. I was like, "Oh my god, this dude is going to die on the field." And then he got mm. a huge tackle, and fucking awful, awful. Mm. It's like NFL, you fucking bunch of garbage people um but the tom brady i mean whatever screw tom brady screw tom brady and thank you for listening to episode 220 of a podcast about canadian video games bye bye
There's a Cornwall Street in Bridgewater. But there's a city called it. Cornwall. Oh, it's got to be him. What else oh. would it be? I don't know. Unless they have like a big wall of corn. That'd be cool. No, that, actually Cornwall is like a fucking shit show. And we're recording, so I'm glad that we're recording about that. But 